Well, the devastating effects News Hub's closure has on news production is shared by the local screen industry too. Shows partially funded and commissioned by TV3 have an uncertain future now, and one industry leader says the workforce connected to the channel has been effectively cut in half. Andrew Schusterman is an an executive member of the Screen Production and Development Association. He's also the Managing Director of South Pacific Pictures and is with us now. Good morning, Andrew. Morning, Colin. Just talk through, yeah, the impact for you and your businesses because you are doing a lot of the work-making programs for the likes of three. Yeah, look, and first up, I just want to, and much along the lines of Willie this morning, Juliet as well, just add in just how disastrous this is to the industry. As an ex, you know, TV3, I did 18 years there. We've always had our challenges, and this one is looking to be its biggest. I think from the production community, this this has been coming. Part of the issue that we have here is that, you know, with three making calls on on, uh, partially funded uh, or fully funded programming, shows like The Block, big audience winners like The Block and Married at First Sight New Zealand and The Traitors, all those shows are under jeopardy. And that's because they're fully funded by the broadcaster. We now have to go to the funding agencies to help plug that gap. And the funding agencies, you know, they're having their budgets cut too. It looks like not only a dark day for News Hub, but also a dark day for TV3 and the production sector that, you know, that employs hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people on these shows across a multitude of production companies uh, across New Zealand. It is a big deal. And I know a lot of the news yesterday, rightly so, is around News Hub. But as this rolls out, we're going to start to see how this is going to impact the production sector uh, irrevocably, possibly. Yes, because there are a lot of people, presumably right through to makeup artists, that are affected here, aren't they? Well, it's not just makeup artists. We're talking about you know guys that, and girls that you know that work cameras and sound and all those things that go to make a production. These things just don't happen. You know, the marketing side of of, uh, of three. How's that going to work if there are you know, staff losses? Because I don't believe those staff losses are just going to be a news hub. The publicity side, the advertising side, the money, that, the revenue that's brought in by their advertising sales executives that go and bring the money that pay for these shows, this is all going to start to, you know, it, it's going to mm. evaporate and it's problematic. And primarily the reason why this is happening is not only because, you know, the advertising sales are down in this market, but we have these streamers internationally that are taking eyeballs. We're talking about the Netflixes and the Amazon Prime, the Apples, who are taking eyeballs and are not contributing at all, one iota, to the local production community for local viewers. So this is part of an ongoing issue. It just rolls out, and I think that what we're going to see over the next few days and weeks it's just how this rolls out and mm. how it manifests. Yeah, and the, ir- the, uh, the irony being, an easy fix, it's not. Yeah, the irony being, Andrew, is, is that there is an international film subsidy, isn't there? For, for... Well, correct, but how? But where are those people trained, Connor? They're trained in the local industry. This, these things don't work uh, in, in separation. There is an ecosystem for production in this country of which local broadcasters are absolutely important in making this work and happen. And once that goes. You watch this this production community evaporate. What are, let's start looking forward here. What are some options? Uh, is there any hope in your view as someone who's been in this industry and seen the changes of somebody coming in here and doing a, a deal perhaps like stuff in which, you know, the, somebody buys the, the company and its liability or, or buys the well, operation? First of, all, first of all, this is successive government's issues. We have a Broadcasting Act, Corin, that has not been looked at since 1989. And so things have changed immeasurably since then. And there has not been a government 
that has made a concerted effort at looking at our Broadcasting Act and seeing if it's fit for purpose. It's pretty obvious this isn't fit for purpose. Believe me, 7, 9, 10, SBS, ABC, Fox in Australia all run news services. I don't think we would see a day in Australia where the government would let the only last left commercial news operator and broadcaster realistically, free-to-air broadcaster, just walk away. And the fact that the broadcasting minister hasn't fronted this morning, it's quite shameless. What could be done, though? What, what re- I mean, they can't get into a position of, of actually paying for two TV channels. So what are the options? There's the removal of the Cordia, the transmission well, I fees? I think Willie was pretty clear this morning on, on what kind of relief that would, would uh, have. And I'm, I'm picking that's an annual relief of $10 million. But what we need to do is, th- these aren't simple fixes, Corin, but we need to sit down and have the, the conversation. I think that conversation needs to happen with all parties. I don't think we can just let this one lie. And if I know that newsroom, they're not going to let this one lie, right? Yeah, I mean, what, what do you say to those people who then argue that this is uh, a symptom, really, of a wider cultural shift in the way in which people are absorbing their media? Social media has come to the fore and that this is uh, something which the, you know, I hate to use that term, legacy media, because it is pejorative in some ways, uh, argue that haven't adapted. Well, what I'd argue to that is, at what, what price do we put on our democracy? And so if we just argue that user-generated content is the way forward and the way that we should get our news, well, let's see where that lands us. These are important things that need to be covered, and our local stories as well. You know, that the fact that we can make local drama uh, and our local dramas get picked up internationally. We are a small country, and we need assistance to get those things up, you know, to make them work because of the size of this country. Do we just let it all lie? Do we just say, well, okay, let's just shut up shop? Is that where we end up? Time for a hooey of some sort, do you think? Do you think, Andrew, some sort of uh, coming together uh, here Absolutely. to try and... I think it's time, and I, you know, I think that that Broadcasting Act needs to be looked at pretty quickly. You know, if you look at Netflix in Australia between 2019 and 2023, without legislation, because a lot of countries around the world are now legislating for this very issue globally. Germany just put in a 20% quota, I think, last week on the streamers. Uh, and between 2019 and 2023, in Australia, Netflix spent a billion dollars. How much have they spent in New Zealand? Nothing. Thank you for your uh, analysis and comments this morning. Andrew Schusterman there, an executive member of the Screen Production and Development Association, also managing director of South Pacific Pictures.